and welcome back to Kent and the Steering Team for another week. Once again, you are joined by myself, Phil, and my good mate, Drew. How are you, Drew? I'm well. How are you, Mr. Phil? I am fantastic. Unfortunately, Kent can't be with us this week. He's actually reeling from the uh, the tragic news of Marvel and Sony splitting up re-Spider-Man. Oh. Anyway, uh, we'll get back uh, get back to that a little bit later on, but uh, on with the show. Yes. Let me tell you, on this episode for you, we've got a lot. We've got a lot. We do. We do. We do. Bumper episode. Bumper episode. So last week we saw, um, or, or throughout the week we've seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We have indeed. There's a review on our Facebook page. Of course, not everyone goes there, so we're going to give you a little bit of a, you know. Extra review. Exactly. Just here. Yeah. Um, uh, some fantastic news. George Pell, who was the arch something, archdiocese. He was a great many things, apparently. I know, the, the, the <laughs> highest form of Catholic church in Australia has been, um, had his appeal rejected, so he's going to stay in jail for being a pedophile, um, and a whole heap of mu- uh, movie news as well on top of that. Um, of course, Disney+, Plus. we've got Marvel and Sony, um, yeah. Keanu Reeves signing up for another... Re-entering um, the Matrix. Yeah, re- exactly right. And yeah. The- the name for the new Bond film. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Of course, all that is in this week's episode. Anyway, on with the show. Absolutely. What are we kicking off with? Well, let's kick off with a story. Yes. Once upon a time. In Hollywood. In Hollywood. Hmm. Um, now, I've, I very, very cleverly wrote down something that I was going to say for the... Uh, Review that we filmed, of course, doesn't work when you. Um, That's right. You wrote an entire script. <laughs> I, I I did. I'm going to read it to you now because I think it, it kind of works pretty well. Do it. Um, so we've just been to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, I am reading this. Well, I've Hollywood. just been to see it again. You've been to see it a few days ago. Yeah, well, still just been. Um, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, among you know. And half of Hollywood. basically half of Hollywood. Yep. Um, The film is about an aging Hollywood actor and his stunt double best friend um, and his coincidental next door neighbours, Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski. Mm -hmm. Um, And in return, uh, sorry, an an intern rewrites history, putting in place the Manson family and the hurt that they cause. Kind of, it's it's what Tarantino does best. We'll get to a little bit more Tarantino trivia later on as well. But um, yeah, he does it really well where he rewrites history. Hmm. Um, it is the ninth film by Tarantino, and it shows just how fluent he can be in both directing and writing. I've always thought that he is, oh, yeah. he is a phenomenal writer, and I think even if he only does ten films, I mean, where you call the tenth film, we don't know, yeah. but if he only does ten, he should carry on writing, because he's phenomenal at writing. I hope he does. Um, his strengths at dialogue writing are on full display. Again, many other films of his also reflect that. Uh, reflect that. Um, mm. Hateful Eight, for example, I think is one of the best dialogue heavy films uh, ever ever written. It is. Um, as well as in his intricate storytelling, that kind of lock, stock, two smoking barrels kind of yep. where it all comes together. Um, setting up chance meetings and interactions that leave you thinking about whether past actions will have lasting consequences and so on. Hmm. Um, now, Tarantino is known for his all-out gore. Would you agree? Without a doubt. You know, that, that incredible <laughs> or incredibly over-dramatised um, violence and 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 yeah he 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 loves blood packs uses plenty of them blood hoses i think you know he is uh anyway this film tones down the gore mm. turns uh, tones down the dramatization of, of violence yeah mostly mostly uh, but it's used it's used differently um in fact it's used probably to pinpoint precision um you know He's so refined with it and almost knows that the audience is looking for it or expecting it, kind of yeah. rolling their eyes at it. Yeah. And he uses it in a different way, which is fantastic. Um, now, where this film sits in his war, te- uh, war chest, I'm not sure. For me, it's probably between Inglourious Bastards and, um, which I rate as, as my, one of my favorite films, is in my top 10 favorite mm. films, and Django Unchained, which I rate as his fourth best film. So it's, it's you know, top four. Interesting. Yeah, it's top four. It's a good spot. Yeah, I think so. It's it's a comfortable yeah. spot. I mean, it's a it's a great film. It's well written. That the actors all all interact really nicely. That the camaraderie or the friendship between Pitt and DiCaprio is yep so genuine feeling. And also, it's so yeah. well written to fit in the time. It feels very real for them, doesn't it? Mm. And but yeah. it it feels very sixties as well, though. Like it just perfectly sixties. Yeah, it's fantastic as well. The score. We need to mention the score as well. What score? That's the whole point. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. well, well, you know. The, the 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 soundtrack for it, I should yeah. say. You know, it's got amazing kind of nods to that era, and it's also got 
not not just nods to songs of the era, but radio of that era as well. Yeah, there was a commercial in there for Mug Root Beer. There was a Batman and Robin promotion with a local radio station, and they had Adam West and Burt Ward doing their um, doing their part, putting in a bit of dialogue for this competition, and it was dug up from an old radio station, and they found a way to include that in the film as well. It worked perfectly. It was fantastic, wasn't it? There were so many wonderful little things and even a few other little surprises. We're going to go into spoilers Mm -hmm. because that's what we do, especially when we get to our longer reviews on here. So Mm -hmm. personally, something I loved was the great escape scene. Oh, yeah, that was so cleverly... It was so so sly. So cleverly done. Um, Spoilers, yes... There's a great escape scene um, mm. where there's discussion about who the, the lead could have been. Yeah. Um, and therefore, they play footage with other actors or another actor in place. Yeah. It's so so well done. Like, I don't know how they took the old footage and did such a great job of replacing him. They did such an incredible job. It looked so genuine. <laughs> it's just... Oh, yeah. Fantastic scene. Do you know another thing I was thinking about, and I thought about it particularly when I watched it again this evening, was mm. the fact that even though I knew that I was watching a digital print of the film, both when I saw it with you and when I mm-hmm. saw it again this evening, it's still... It. You know it was shot on film because it looks like it's shot on film because when you see a film that is shot on film, it has that quality to it that grainy quality that should be there but it's a it's it's what you know as a film as as going to the movies rather than watching a television show or exactly. something like that or sport. yeah and 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 i love that tarantino is so willing to <clears throat> to do that like when he shot um the hateful eight hateful eight on on 70 mil you know that mm. was ultra panavision yeah, that was superb and being able to see that on the screen like that was amazing so yeah you can tell he has fun with it like that's one of his most enjoyable he enjoys the craft of making a film and the thing about once upon a time in hollywood is that it's a movie about people that enjoy the craft of making a film yeah yeah it, all, th- exactly. all three of your leads make films or they work within the industry in one form or another well it well 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 Take um, Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate and, and, and the scene where she goes to a cinema to, to watch mm, a film that she's in. Exactly. Just to watch, not not because she's arrogant, but complete opposite, in she's, fact. She's, she's actually critiquing herself. <clears throat> she's critiquing herself, but she's also listening to the crowd reaction and she smiles when the crowd kind of enjoys her character. Or yeah. if she's being foolish on screen, like, you know, being a klutz, you know the crowd laughs and she smiles at them and goes like, yeah, this like it. She, she appreciates the, the response that what she can do on, mm. on screen, which is nice. It's almost like whether, whether she was seen as ignorant for being put in roles where she was the klutz, like got the klutzy girl and all, yeah. what can a girl do kind of thing. She appreciated that what she was doing was enjoyable for the crowd. Like of she, course. she, she was happy with that. So, um, yeah, I think they did a fantastic job at that. Uh, it was interesting when, when we meet, um, the members of the the Manson family, yes, <laughs> and how uh, just how little they're kind of they, there's no kind of um, um, obvious sign of kind of um, uh, evil or, or difficulty. It's it, it. I say that, however, in that scene, there is also one of the most the coldest and most like chilling kind of moments in that, in that oh, the when entire they, film. When they, when they go to the ranch. Yeah. They're at the ranch it and they're just, just, it feels like pure evil. Yeah. And, 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 and it's funny. The, some of the people are lovely. Many mm. of the people there are so lovely, Yep. but still there's just the chilling nature of it. And you just feel cold and, and uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I just remember when we were watching it, just shuffling in the seat, the whole scene. Yeah. And, because and, it just... And, and again, it comes oh. down to the script writing and also the, the cinematography and also the the sound quality as well. I mean, yes. think about it. The, the fact that you could have that kind of deafened silence that you have in that moment. Nothing's actually happening that's scary. It just, you can feel it. Like, it feels like in a horror movie when you can see the, the you know, in the house, you know, it's like, don't go down to the basement. That's the evil place. It's that same sort of thing of like, oh, like it's, just being in there feels chilling. It's clever that it can evoke that from just the scene because especially, like, obviously we know the history and we, mm. we know what it is and what's going on in that. But 
it would have that ability on people that had no idea. Exactly right. Because it is shot that well and it's all composed that well. Absolutely. Um, If you want to hear our uh, scores, though, on what we thought of it, go and check out our review on the Facebook page. We're not going to say that here. We do suggest going to the Facebook page. I think that's well worth your time. Mm -hmm. Moving Moving massively along, along, though, I think we should touch on the other issue which came to light today, which was that George Pell... Yes. Again, he was uh, the high up of the Catholic... In fact, he was the third highest member of the Catholic Church. He was the the treasurer for the Catholic Church. Therefore, he's looking after more money than any other organization in the world, for fact. Um, Of course he was. You know, you know, just so they can go and cover up all their other pedophilic exactly. kind of, of course, um, you know, scandals. But anyway, he, uh, if you're not aware, has what was last year, early this year, uh, early this year. It was early this year. Was it earlier this year? I, I don't even remember was. anymore. I feel like it was because I feel like Sarah was here for it. She was here this year. Yeah, it was early this year. George Pell um, was okay. sentenced to prison because of his. Um, not alleged, now factually <laughs> found um, by a court of law. By a court of law, indiscretions with young boys yes. and um, choir boys because he liked to um, touch them inappropriately because he is a Catholic church or was a Catholic church priest or bishop at the time. Um, <laughs> yes, that's why. <laughs> well, yeah, it just comes with a job, apparently, because most of do it. Um, yeah, so, so he was found to have done that and been completely inappropriate and has obviously denied it and constantly denied it and tried to call these people out and tried to get character references of himself by former prime ministers in Tony Abbott and John, John Howard. Howard yeah. um, got a friend of his, um, Alan Jones, to give him a character reference as well, uh, as well as uh, Andrew Bolt, who is a wow. um, right-wing politician, very, very, very in favour of the Catholic Church. Uh so, yeah, all those character references prove to be false because clearly there's this de- a much deeper side to him and what he can do. Mm. So he was sentenced to prison, rightfully. Goodbye. Goodbye, we all thought. And then, of course, they were going to protest it. I don't know why he did just kind of... Obviously, he's going to always... No, that's wrong. I was going to say he's always going to proclaim his innocence. That's not true. If you're guilty, you're guilty. Own up to it. Own up to the fact you've been sentenced to prison. I think I know that in the past, or I know that sometimes cases do go wrong. Yes, but come on, like just own up to it for goodness' sake. Just take responsibility for what you did. But no, anyway, he's too smug and too proud, a little bit like the Catholic Church, um, <laughs> and uh, he's failing to take responsibility for his actions. So they decided to appeal. Yep, lost the appeal. Goodbye. Now, and so now, he's staying in. He's staying in prison. And so instead of now kind of owning up to it and being like, okay, you know what? Yeah, here I am. You know, I've got to, you know, suffer for my yep. you know, mistakes. No, no, no. Now he's, he's willing or wanting to take this to the Supreme Court. Mate, you're done. You're wrong. You, 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 you are finished. You Just know? accept it and move on the fact to that the he next didn't... prison cell. <laughs> Please. Yeah. The fact that he didn't want to come back to Australia for the longest time, oh. um, you know, to face these, these, or to, to face the summons, um, is sad and almost shows guilt in itself. Do you know what's been different this time, though? What's the Australian that? media has been allowed to report on it this time. Yeah, do you remember that when, last time around when... when uh, we all had to read the news from overseas to find out what was going on in our own country. Yeah, but the major newspapers had this massive... The front page, I think it was a paper in Melbourne. Yeah, they just had, printed nothing. It was literally a blank page that said, we have a story that we'd love to tell you, but we can't tell you. And yeah. it is massive news. Yeah, oh. the most important news in the country right now. And yeah, and it didn't happen. Yeah. That was cool. That was a cool front, uh, front page. And the fact that all media outlets were like, we want to tell you, but we can't. Go online and look overseas kind yep. of thing. Yep. Um, because that was enormous. And, and you know, the, the crap part for the Catholic Church, I'm looking at this as a crap. I don't really care mm. about the Catholic Church, to be honest, so much. But a crap thing for them is that once again with his name coming up, it's just getting dragged further and further in the dirt. And, and yeah. you know... Obviously, you got to think for number. Uh, think about number one. You know, look after number one. Of course, you do. But the fact that George Pell is being so disrespectful 
in constantly bringing up the name of his previous organization um, by doing that. The fact that he brought his old organization into disrepute by doing what he did, um, you know, completely taking advantage of the situation and the responsibility that he had and the respect he had is just evil. Like, it is evil. There is no other word other than he is evil. They all hide behind their walls. They're yep. a sovereign state with more money and power than they should have, and they will wait it out. I have no doubt. No, absolutely. I mean, just, just look at what they do for charity, for example. Again, the richest organization in the world, but they ask us ask us for money? Yeah. Come on, you can do it yourself. I went to a Catholic mm. school, and I used to have to, every year, during Lent, do this thing called Project oh. Compassion. Oh. Yeah, that was fun. You know, them saying, oh, just put some money in the box, and, you know, you'll help someone poor. Well, how about you do it? What the hell are you doing? You're doing nothing. You're asking me to do it? I think I preferred my Anglican school. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. At least you know the motives behind why that religion was created. Yeah. So someone could divorce. Um, yeah, no, but so George Pell is now staying well away forever and ever and ever. And, uh, well, not forever and ever. He's old. He'll either die in prison or he'll make it. Wasn't he only sentenced to six years or something like that? Yeah. So Maybe he'll go the way of Charles Manson. <laughs> yes, or, yeah, we'll see. Maybe he'll die in prison. The fact of the matter is, we don't care. Yeah, we're just reporting we it to you. We care, we care that he's not out in the world right now, because the world does not need people like him. No, absolutely. We, we don't care for him. No. Um, we just care about letting you know that that is the situation, that that's exactly what happened to him. Because, of course, we can do that this time. Exactly. I think we did it last time anyway. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I think we did. Oh, well. Well, again, because we're not a media outlet. We're no. just... Podcast, a shitty podcast, a international thing. And in fact, we're hosted in the US, so, you know. We're fine. Yeah, exactly. We're a US posted thing created in Australia. Very uh, very handy. Thank you, SoundCloud, for that. Yes, thank you, SoundCloud. (laughs) I was going to thank you for that. (laughs) Um, Should we, Drew, get on to probably... Let's get into the more interesting stuff. Yes, yes. There's some movie news. Some, movie some, news. lots so of much that's movie news. Happening. Yes, there is, and and I think that it's probably <sighs> relevant to make this or allow this to take up the bulk of the episode. Yeah, and that is the following. We're going to start do this in order, but let's let's start at the top. Uh, Disney Plus is coming to Australia in November. I didn't think it would be that soon. I thought it was two years away. Yeah, honestly, I it was ages right. away. But and also, then I got the announcement on. Something or other, I don't know what it was. Maybe Facebook or something put it up. Yeah, I just went, holy shit! It's actually happening. It's it's coming soon. We're getting it a week after the US, Which so nineteenth of November, and I think it's going to be around ten dollars a month or something. I saw yeah, eight ninety nine yeah. or something like that. That's right, eight ninety nine a month or eighty nine ninety nine for the year. Yeah. Because you can do it as a yearly subscription instead of month by month. Which is nice. I like that. It's, I mean... Well, you well, you, you get two months free if you do it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, which is a good thing. Um, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, well the fact that, well, it's going to have um, Star Wars. Is that everything Star Wars? It's everything Lucasfilm that Disney has access to. So, not Indiana Jones, but, like, all of Star Wars, basically. And all now the that they own Fox, it's literally all so, Star Wars. So is it all like the, the all the, the the animated series as yep. well? Everything. So it's all everything Star Wars. Okay, so everything Star Wars. Um, we've got Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get back to Marvel in a second because it's going to. Well, Marvel have... will have all of its animated series in there as well. It won't just be the MCU. It'll be any Marvel animated properties that are owned by Disney, like the old Fantastic Four series. Also, the Fox animated Spider Man. Spider-Man cartoon from the 90s, the X-Men animated series from the 90s. Will it have the Fox Fantastic Four films on it, those awful films that are there? I as hope so. As well as, will it have X-Men, all the X-Men films? I think you just mentioned that. It, it should, it? because Fox is now owned by Disney. It should have all of it there. I don't, care so, I don't, catalog, I don't care so much about the recent Fantastic Four, but the original two that have Chris Evans as Johnny Storm? Yeah. I'd be happy with them. I love yeah, okay. those films. They're great. I always just remember um, Mr. Fantastic was one of the lifeguards. Oh, sorry, Owen Grufford. <laughs> was one of the crew members on the Titanic. Is there anyone alive out there? Thank you very much. Um, yes. So we've got all of that as well. Yes. What uh, else do we have? Pixar. We have, we have Pixar, of course. Uh, National Geographic. Yeah, of course, because it's 
That's yeah, a weird because one. Because Disney own them. It's a weird thing, but yeah, they own them. But they yeah. also have ownership of... Hulu. Well, because Fox. Well, Fox and Disney. No, was it Fox and Disney that owned Hulu? Or was it just Fox? Uh, that had like an Disney and it? Universal. It's not Fox? I thought it was Fox. I think it's Universal. Well, they inherited Fox's portion of it. Oh, and but, then added to their own portion of yeah, it. Yeah, okay. but I think yeah. Comcast, which is owned by Universal, you know, still have still have a stake in Hulu. And wouldn't want to sell. But they have bundled it with Hulu in the US. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if they did that here? They might. Well, also because, so, um, Disney, is it that they own Buena Vista? Yeah, well, Buena Vista's one of their distribution arms. Yeah, and and is it Buena Vista owns ABC in the US or Disney owns ABC in the US? Disney owns ABC in the US. Okay, and then ABC also owns ESPN. So, of course, in the US, they also have ESPN yep. um, Plus linked also to, to get Disney. To, yeah, yeah but, we, but, but that's course, also tied up in Foxtel. However, Fo- Foxtel is co-owned so, by Fox, which... Yeah. Oh, but is it News Corp that owns them still, it's, or is it... It's News Corp. It's tricky. So, News Corp still owns... Foxtel, Foxtel's Foxtel. going to be a problem here. Foxtel is a problem here because... It stops Netflix from dominating like it should Well, and internet speeds. Well, in the case of, uh, particularly with Netflix, Arrested Development Season 5 was produced by Netflix, but because of the deal, mm. it had to air on Foxtel for a year before it, couldn't, before it could go to its own network that made it. But it's also like several other things, like even even big blockbuster films that appear on Netflix that were made or, or produced with Netflix... Even yeah. if they ran in cinema, there are some films that did that, yeah. but that couldn't come out to Australia um, yeah. through Netflix. It just Netflix is kind of hobbled by Foxtel here. Um, Except now they're looking to do some sort of merger. Who? Netflix and Foxtel. Have you read about this? No. Oh. I'm sorry. Okay. So this is happening. So apparently Foxtel is creating a deal with Netflix and there'll be a Netflix button on your Foxtel remote coming up. Because they will be bundling the two together as part of their deal. The two will be connected. It's there's a marriage. I guess you know what you know why I reckon that's happening is because they're both both gone. Oh shit! Disney Plus is coming. Yeah, yeah, they're probably freaking <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, basically. Okay, but in addition to all that, Disney's also putting up their own catalog now. Disney's catalog is actually quite. <clears throat> Astounding, because you've got the entire animated collection. However, there will be, I believe, some exceptions in there. Unfortunately, political correctness dictates that Song of the South, which, by the way, won an Academy Award, let's not forget, for the classic Zippity-Doo-Dah, will not be on there, apparently, which is just absolutely fucking bogus, but, you know, whatever. Um, And apparently a heavily edited version of Dumbo will eventually appear on there. Again, just put the original rubbish. on there just, for just goodness put, put sake. The damn, put the damn films on. Is Bambi on there? Oh, probably, because, you know, it's acceptable to watch an animal die, but it's not acceptable to watch a black man that's content with his part in life in that day and age. Bloody hell. Don't that's, mind me, I'm just annoyed about this. Couldn't they just go back and, like, paint clown face on him? Who knows? Anyway, this isn't like Warner Brothers had the right idea. They put a disclaimer on all the old Looney Tunes cartoons going, look, this was years ago. It does not reflect how we feel right now, but it would be a disservice to change it or alter it in any way. So here it is in its original form. That is completely the right way of doing it. Yeah. Completely the right way of doing it. Because it's correct. Yeah, this is our past. It's not our present and it's not our future, but it's our past. But also they're funny. Exactly. Like, just let me watch it. But for they, Christ but they, sake. but they know that. But they're just, they're like, okay, we'll cover ourselves. We'll put this out there, and then we'll do it. Yeah, exactly. I have, I have total respect for them yeah. for doing that. But the fact that but Disney you know, needs to take a leaf out of the book. Well, but Disney look, don't even allow smoking in their things anymore. No, I know. But look, I digress. The entire Disney, well, almost the entire Disney animated uh, film library is up for grabs. The one that interests me the most is all the 90s Disney cartoons that we were <gasps> treated to that should become readily available. Weekenders. The Weekenders. TV series of Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, PB&J Otter, when oh. Disney took over Doug from Nick. Well, I have... Um 
Buzz Lightyear st- of Star Command? I bloody well hope it does with Patrick Warburton. Does it have Lloyd in space? I miss Lloyd in space. Recess. Recess. Of course, Recess. Created we, by we, Paul and Joe. Yeah, yeah, we always always think of that, of that. Fantastic. I didn't think. I didn't even consider all of this that. is potential to go on there. And what about television series like, as in? Um, well, uh, the one that springs to mind for me should be Home Improvement. Yeah, I was going to say Home I Improvement. Want, I want Home Improvement on there. Or the other series that looks like it was shot in the same house, Soul Man with Dan Aykroyd, that only went for two seasons. I've never seen that. It looks like it's shot in the Home Improvement house. Could <laughs> um, be. Basically anything from Touchstone Pictures or Touchstone Television. So that is like Home Improvement or... Um, the Father of the Bride films with Steve Martin. Um, will Signs be on there? Because that's Touchstone. Yeah, Signs technically would fall under that. Well, Actually, a whole heap of Shyamalan films would fall under that. Yeah. So anything on the Touchstone banner? Krippendorf's Tribe is one from childhood that springs to mind. Thinking about that, how substantial is the hit on Netflix and things like Stan in Australia? Oh, it's huge. Crippling. There is such a huge catalogue that now, are just being completely in decimated. Addi- in addition to all of that... They've got their own original content that they're making. The next live action adaptation is Lady and the Tramp, and it's going straight to Disney Plus. Wow, they're really going after it. Yeah, uh, the first live action Star Wars television series, The Mandalorian, will be uh, launching. They've also because they they, <clears throat> they they cast Obi Wan Kenobi. They did. You and McGregor has signed on to do an Obi Wan series now, which is fantastic. I think they should have just done one of the, you know how they, they they do those those um, standalone films. Yeah, they should have done one with him. They should have. They plan to, but I don't mind them doing it as no, a series. I, no, I don't either, especially when it's in on on, on a format and it'll commercial television, and it will still get the full budget. Like it'll have all well, the money behind it. Yeah, because they can. Because then it will work. You know, it's all about bringing in the people. Um. That's fantastic. I, oh, and apparently the Proud Family is returning for new episodes on Disney+. Plus. Remember the Proud Family? Yes, I do remember the yeah. Proud Family. That was on Sunday Disney. Yeah. All the Disney Channel originals would be up on there. Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Hannah Montana, Lizzie McGuire. Oh, Lizzie McGuire. Hell yeah. That was a great show. That's, All that's that. part of childhood. That's So Raven. Oh, That's So Raven. All and the new the, seasons, obviously. Yep. All of this would be accessible. Well, well, are they doing that or are they keeping Disney Channel separate? Mm. You know, for, for current content. Is that is that staying separate? You know how, you know. I feel like Disney Channel may well die out. Yeah, you reckon? No. Nah. Like, like, they may merge it in some way. Like, they may have crossovers. But but do you think that current content on Disney Channel will remain on Disney Channel and there will be no kind of um, advanced screenings or, or advancements on what's on Disney Channel appearing on Disney Plus? Well, I don't know, because Disney Plus is also doing an original series of High School Musical, which is a Disney Channel original. Uh, yeah, the, so the, that, that's where the, that's, that becomes complicated again. The, they're I doing guess. a TV series of High School Musical that's apparently going to be a little bit meta about High School Musical, the films. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the, it's I don't know. It looks interesting. Well, wasn't Glee basically High School Musical, but like a lot more... A little bit. A little bit more. A little more risque. Risque, yeah. but also yeah. a little bit more camp. Yeah. Actually, no, you can't get much more camp than High School Musical, just if you ask me. I'm not a big fan of them, personally. Oh, I dear. know you are. I am. I love them. They're great. <laughs> well, you use that term very loosely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Wow, that, that's substantial. Of course, that means that... that uh, sorry. <laughs> of course, that means Such that... truth. <laughs> that Stan's contract with... Disney, which we knew was up in yep. November, has a purpose for it being up in November. I kind of thought it might have been just up because it was they were going to just leave it kind of blank with no content out there until they launched in yeah a year or so. Well, but yeah. no, they're going straight from Stan straight over to Disney Plus. Well, I'm interested in what's going to happen to the Fox properties. Are any of the Fox properties going to wind up at Disney Plus? Because if they do, that opens up a whole other thing. Like, look at it from a television perspective. You inherit Buffy, you inherit The X-Files, you inherit Glee, which is currently on Netflix. Well, where does The Simpsons sit? I know that that was always... Uh, The Simpsons is going to Disney Plus, apparently. Oh, so that's decided. All all 30 seasons are apparently going to Disney Plus. Well, because I remember that was one of the sticking points where people were like, like on Disney's website where it had all their kind of characters across the top of their website. Yeah, they had them there. Yeah, and how it was there. And everyone was like, yeah, 
Well, is it yours? Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, okay, it's, it so is. it's going to Disney Plus. Apparently, all thirty I, seasons are heading there. Because in the US, it's on Hulu, I think, and so is like Family Guy and American Dad, and no, not American Dad. American Dad's not. I don't think they're staying on Hulu. You think they're going to be pulled I and put across on that? So Disney Plus, really? Oh, Jesus! This is a good time for Disney. A bad time for every other kind of subscription-based online streaming service. Yeah, I don't know how Warner Brothers are going to go with their HBO Max one that they're making. Look, HBO is fantastic, but it's only got... But they're naming their streaming service after HBO. Like, uh... I can see that because it gives you that premium look because everyone knows what HBO signifies and represents. Yeah. But but it it... It also, I think, weakens the HBO name because if you start having crappy things on there, like... Well, Friends is going to HBO. Oh, that's not so bad, but also it's not an HBO show. Yeah, it's tough. That's difficult. That's really it's difficult. It's not an HBO show. No, that's, that's that's really difficult. Um, it doesn't suit the format. What would you have called it? Warner Brothers? I would have called it Warner's w- something. WBO? WB Max or something. Like, I don't know. That sounds like a deodorant. Yeah, WB Max. I don't know. Like I, a bank. W, WB Unlimited? Like, I don't know. What, what did they call the DC one? DC Universe or something? I don't know, but you couldn't call Because that's only related to DC. What's the one Bianca has the subscription for? I can't remember. DC Universe or something. Yeah. But yeah, they, none of them stand a chance. Disney just... Has everything. Because... With that Fox buyout... Yeah, well, the Fox, the Fox buyout is the final nail in the coffin. But Disney, they all the studios seem to do it. Like I know Warner Brothers has HBO and New Line and all that. Like they have their other streams and that. But Disney literally had the Disney label, the Walt Disney Pictures label, the Touchstone label, Disney Toons, Buena Vista, um, Disney Animation, Walt Disney Animation. Like there were all these little yeah. subsidiaries that were running concurrently manufacturing so much content running as individual things that now now that they've brought it all under one banner it is a ridiculous catalog and then of course now there's you know all the fox's stuff as well exactly and you've got fox and then fox searchlight fox 2000 it's substantial it's it's substantial um obviously i like the idea of going on disney plus to watch alien though So um, <laughs> I mean, Ripley's a Disney princess now. Oh, or rather, no, the xenomorph would be the princess. <laughs> yeah, Disney queen. Yeah, she yeah. would be. Oh. <laughs> no, but the queens are always evil. That's true. So you know, of course. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so Stan is losing. A lot, but oh, gee, I'm just, I keep just thinking of Disney stuff. Stan the Pixar, because they only have Pixar and Marvel, but they're now also going to lose all of Fox's things as well. That's a hit. That's well, Stan doesn't have much in the way of Fox stuff. Stan's actually got a lot of Sony stuff. Oh, well, there you go. Isn't it funny that Sony hasn't done anything like this? Is there, a, there's no sort of online Sony thing. No, not yet. No, not yet. Um, We do know who would be kind of front and center when and if that happens hmm. Hmm. someone that uh, was hmm. on a disney related thing hmm. which of course takes us on to our next of piece course. of movie news and that is yes. that marvel and sony have very sadly divorced um with spider-man you know having to go and uh live with sony again yes again back to sony see there was reconciliation kind of kind of um and and sony very very generally uh, generously um, did absolutely nothing. Well, uh, Disney did the whole lot. Well, Marvel and Disney did the whole lot. And Kevin made, Feige did a lot. Well, there you go. And made Spider-Man yeah. an absolute legend again. Um, yep. And uh, then walked away with all the profits. Um, and then Disney have come back and said, well, look, we'd like a little bit more of an even deal because we do so much of the work we'd, and you take all of the profit. Given that they're... Their co-worker, their their producer, Kevin Feige, is the head producer on the Spider-Man films. They felt that it should be an equal co-production, fifty-fifty. What did Marvel say? Uh, sorry, what did Sony say? No, no, we'd like to keep you at your five percent. So five percent versus ninety-five percent with 
Kevin Feige and uh, With Disney, Disney doing Disney all of it. leading it, but only getting five percent. So it's Obvi- a lot of cost to Disney. Obviously, we've just gone through the fact that Disney is already dominating the world. We know that, but but we have a thing called the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is if you don't like it, that's fine. I get it, but this but is it is eth- such a but this quality- is an ethical dilemma as well. Well, it yeah, look, it's such a quality kind of production, and and mm. there's so many films to this, and so many integral characters. Of which Spider-Man has become. And let's not forget, Spider-Man Far From Home literally just set up the next phase of the MCU. A- exactly. And now suddenly that's gone away because Sony didn't want to come to the party. And and it's funny, online Sony has turned around and just kind of blamed... Blamed Disney going, oh, we'd like to do this, but Disney are the ones that aren't letting it happen. When I think that that's ridiculous. Surely there was some sort of leeway within that. and But no, Sony is stuck. They did the say thing. in there, oh, we hope that it could still be resolved. No, it won't be, because Sony do... You explain to me um, just how quality they seem to be with Spider-Man, Sony? Oh, they've they've gone, what, three times? Mm -hmm. Three times now. So you've got Spider-Man 1 and 2, fantastic films. At the end of Spider-Man 2, Sam Raimi gears up and goes to Sony, ready to go for Spider-Man 3. He goes, yep, cool, I've got a plan. Sony goes, oh, no, you can do your plan, but we need you to put Venom in there. Venom in there because apparently, you know, we can't have another Spider-Man film without showing Venom because he's the most important villain, apparently. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that was just to sell toys, but you know, whatever. Anyway, Sam Raimi goes ahead and makes Spider-Man 3, shoehorns Venom into it. Film does terribly. Well, it didn't do terribly. Financially, it did fantastic. Yeah, but then everyone realized the quality but of it. Everyone realized it was awful. And everyone had already paid their money for the ticket. <laughs> Yeah, so it backfired terribly. As a result, Sam Raimi was then unable to give his... (coughs) Oh, you're dying. I'm dying, sorry. (coughs) Sorry, Drew. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, Sam Raimi was unable to give his characters a proper ending because he did not give them an ending in Spider-Man 3 because he was under the impression he was going to move into Spider-Man 4. Which would have been fantastic because we would have gotten to see John Malkovich as the Vulture. And then what happened? Then, after the debacle of Spider-Man 3, Sony goes, okay, cool, we see. We're just going to reboot the whole franchise. Yeah, oh dear. Something went horribly wrong there where we did a terrible thing and it completely ruined everything. Yep. Hmm, how do we fix this? How do we fix it? Oh, we just start again. Let's start again. Let's start again. That's the solution. Audiences are dumb. They won't notice. And what happened? We got The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. Not a bad film, not a good film. It was a middle of the road, but it made a bit of money and it had the potential to do a little more. Mm-hmm. So they went ahead and made The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Rise of Electro. If your title is that long and it's a sequel, you don't earn it. And it's <laughs> going to be bad. You and don't do what it. was it? It was so bad. There you go. It was so bad. What did they do after that? Because they they, they clearly learnt after Spider-Man 3 that the solution to the having three villains makes a bad movie conundrum is, let's have three villains again (laughs) and make another bad movie. So, what did they do after that? Well, they went groveling to... Well, no, they probably didn't go groveling. They they made an agreement with Disney to share the character. Mm -hmm. And... But but, But we say share very loosely because... Again, look at the effort of Marvel and Disney and Kevin Feigl, and then you look at the weight that goes to Sony in terms of, you know, reaping the benefits the of The deal was Marvel could craft the film, and they could have the character to use in their films as well, but Sony would retain 95% of profit. It's very much like the house that Jack built kind of thing. But yeah. backwards, like an evil version of that. Yeah. You know, one where there's not a kind of a, an ending where it's like Jack wins. No, no, no. This is... No. Jack loses in this one. It's very sad. But, you know, yeah, that... that Look, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it kind of all comes back together and they can keep going. Would... Had this relationship kept, kept going... Yeah. And potentially if it comes back again... Um, would it appear on, on Disney Plus... Or is it not? Because it is not a, a Disney film, not a Marvel film. It's a Sony film. It technically it doesn't. Because then that means that so Spider Man neither does Homecoming. Yeah, Homecoming and the Far other From ones Home, do. 
and then obviously the 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 um the, other, uh, the uh, Captain America Civil War and Avengers are fine yeah because they're Disney productions but Homecoming and Far From Home are Sony productions and they can go anywhere yeah that's sad because they're very enjoyable films um thankfully there are still a few of us out there that still collect physical media Yes, yes, indeed. So um, me and my Blu-ray collection will be just fine on that front. But isn't it sad that yeah? We, again, we, we've had this setup. We've had this setup for. I'm dirty though because Tom Holland. He's so good. I know. I, well, I'm dirty for a couple of reasons. The ending to um, Far From Home. Far From Home sets up something amazing, and I only can I can confirm here, exclusive. Sony will fuck it up. Of course um, they will. So, you know, they go, oh, well, we know exactly what to do. So this is what we're going to do. All those storylines that you really wanted to see. No, 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 no. Ha, we got something better. We're going to have all the previous kind of um, villains come back, but we can't get the same actors as what we had before in the last ones. So we're going to get different actors to come back and play these characters. Not as well. We don't want to spend that much money on it because you guys like less quality, right? And then, uh, yeah, that's what they'll produce. It's just so disappointing. When I was a kid and I'd see the Columbia Pictures logo come up, mm-hmm. I'd get so excited because I knew if it was Columbia, it was going to be a great film. Like, they made awesome movies and Sony owned them yeah. and it was really cool. You know, you'd see it on, like, Ghostbusters or Charlie's Angels. Like, like how... like mm. and, and you look at Charlie's Angels now, like, it's not a great film, but as a kid, when you're watching it... It's a fun film. It's awesome. Mm. Like, it's true. It's it was true. always the thing. Or Men in Black. Like, yeah, like, absolutely. It just... When you saw that, you knew that meant quality. Now, though... Now, you never know what you're going to get. You, your excitement ends as soon as the Columbia Pictures logo goes. Why did Columbia and TriStar have basically identical logos? I, because they're both owned by Sony. Yeah, but the logos are identical, basically. They, they have that same yeah, one's, one's got the Pegasus and one's yeah. got Lady Liberty. Yeah. I don't know. They make very different movies, though. Yes, they did. They certainly did. Very, very um, different. Yeah. So I that's... Saw, I saw a TriStar film recently. Oh, really? I didn't know they even existed anymore. They do still exist. I know I saw one recently. I do love at the bottom this of both, year. both um, brands, though, how it just kind of says a Sony company now. Yes. <laughs> well, it's like... It's like um, so true, though. Well, Universal used to say something else at the bottom of it. Now it just says... Now it says a Comcast company. Yeah. Anyway, they're, they're changing, um, doing what they start, they do. But yeah, just the way everyone's, yeah, Warner Brothers, um, oh, uh, New Line Warner, Cinema. Warner all Brothers just, is Warner Media now. Yeah, they're, they're all just, they're just simplifying what's at the bottom There's of the no screen. no longer an AOL Time Warner company. Um, yeah, so look, we're really disappointed about that. Hopefully something happens, <sighs> they come back together and they, they fix it. Uh, fun little tidbit for you, Sony's stocks dropped <laughs> as a result of the deal. It's kind of like Sony went, haha. We know we'll make everyone happy. We're going to go and make something on our own. Make everyone... Real. And everyone just went, nah. You know? If we were smart, we'd buy stock in Sony right now before they yeah, decide to patch back. it up. But you know how it is. Uh, yeah. Look, I think it's just a shit decision. It um, is. It very, is. Very refreshing. I just wish they could come to some sort of agreement where they could just give the character back properly. That will probably never happen, but well, I just wish. I wish someone good would take over Sony, but you know... <laughs> Yeah, it's not going to happen. But something else that is happening. Yes, that was the bad bit of news for today. The good bit of news. Is Keanu Reeves yes. has signed up yes. for... Yes, say it. A return yes. to the Matrix. Yes! It's happening. It's happening. Okay, I'm really excited about this. <laughs> Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, and Lana Wachowski are all returning to make a fourth Matrix film. Lana will be writing, producing, and directing, this time on her own without her sister, who the two of them made the first three films together. Yep. But regardless- And they were always sisters. <laughs> we can't say anything more than that, Drew. It's, it's touchy. <laughs> yes. We can't say anything more than that. Yes. The original three films directed by Andy and Larry Wachowski, now known as... No, 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 no. You Lana can't say that. Who? <laughs> Lana and Lily. Lana and Lily Wachowski. <laughs> always made the first three films. Yes. In fact, when course. you look at the director's card, it says their names, not other names. That Actually, the before. director's card says the Wachowski brothers on all three films. No, you can't <laughs> say that. That's not allowed. 
There's a term for that. Don't you kind of wish that it was both of them this time so it could say the Wachowski sisters? It would be interesting. But it always said Wachowski sisters. Sure. No, it did. That's the rule, remember? Oh, you have right. to pretend that it used to be. Yes. I see. Even though it technically was different. It's the same thing like with the Olympian that somehow, you know, the, the female that. Oh, Bruce uh, Jenner? No! <laughs> can't say that. They broke all the records in the by being a female entering into male competitions because the name's always been That's right. Caitlin. Caitlin, yes, never been of anything course. else. Of course. The term for it's got dead, dead name. You can't mention the other name. Anyway, on with the show. Anyway, uh, on with the show. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this... The Matrix is back. <laughs> and it explains why they've been making such a big hullabaloo the last few weeks about 20th anniversary screenings of the original film. You know... I think I've only ever seen um, the third one once, and I think I've seen the first one about three times, and I've seen the second one maybe once or twice. But I, to be totally honest, yeah, no. But the most interesting is most interesting thing about it is that I have absolutely no idea what the hell is happening in any of them. I have no idea what's happening other than in one of them. He gets shot and starts in, in the Matrix and starts bleeding in real life, even though he doesn't have bullet wounds. That's we're, all I can remember. I think we're going to have to sort of watch them all. Can we please? I do want to understand them. We I can. really do. I think there's that random guy with the long hair in the, the third one or something, and he jumps in the front of a car on the highway that they made. It was one of the most expensive sets. Because they literally the, built a highway. That's the second one? That's the second one, and that's okay. the twins. Yeah. Okay, and they built a highway. Yeah. And the highway is used for other things now. They, they often use it. But it's just a yes. highway. It's a set. It's not a real... I never understood why they did the highway thing in the States when the rest of the movie was shot in Sydney. It just Well, it's because Australia has shit roads. Yeah, fair. <laughs> that's, <laughs> fair. that's it. All three films were shot here, though. Which is fantastic. Because yeah. the city's a futuristic, interesting-looking city, especially with Centerpoint Tower. For those of you that are unaware of what The Matrix is, The Matrix was a film in 1999 starring Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, and Lawrence Fishburne, and Hugo Weaving, mm-hmm. about a young computer hacker by the name of Neo, who decides he wants to find out a little bit more about what's going on in life, and he is approached by these people who offer him the chance to open up his reality, and he discovers that he and everyone else have been living inside a simulation world Mm -hmm. that they, all humans are being harvested and are living in this simulation while machines feed on them, basically. Yep. (laughs) And it's about the humans fighting back against the machines to regain control of their lives. Machines are the aliens. They're weird. They're machines. machines. They look like they're... they're like sentinel machines. Like, yeah. They remind me of the sentinels in X-Men. But yeah. Um, that's yeah. that's essentially it. The first movie was just the first movie and it was meant to be a, a somewhat complete story. And then it was so well received mm-hmm. that they went ahead and made back-to-back sequels. The sequels decided to be far less to do with the science fiction of it all. If you were to class each film, the first one would definitely be science fiction. Mm-hmm. The second one would be action. And the third one would be religious. I just think that the the second and third one were disappointing compared to the first one. Like the, what the first one represented. All I can remember yeah. is the first one, I can remember things from it. The second one, I can remember one scene from it. The third one, I have absolutely no recollection about anything to do with it whatsoever. I, in fact, again, I thought the highway scene was from the third one because I was like, surely, no. you know, it's not that forgettable. But uh, yeah, I, I think first, that it should go back to being so clever like the first one. I'd like it to be clever like the first one, but not to get bogged down like the first one does and play out more like the second one where it works on the knowledge of, okay, you, you, you understand where mm-hmm. it's at. Let's actually just tell our story now. Mm-hmm. So for me, like I think quality wise, the first one is the best personal mm-hmm. enjoyment. Second one is my favorite. Okay. Love the second one. Again, I can't really, I, I can't really talk. Cause again, I third, can't remember anything. Third one's it. tricky. Third one is, third one's very, I don't know. Tricky. Cause it's not very good. It's not very good, but it also is quite good, but people don't like it because they don't like the religious parallels of it, but the religious parallels are also what makes it because it makes perfect sense. Um, 
basically it works as an allegory for Christianity in which Neo serves as Jesus and he is there to die for the people so that he can then save humanity. Right. And, and it, <clears throat> it, it plays out that way throughout the ending and everything. Like, like it literally, like, at the very end of Revolutions, there is a moment where he looks like Jesus on the cross. There's also other spots here and there throughout all three of them that are direct references to scripture from the Bible. Like, okay. Like, there's a fair bit in there. Okay. Oh, well, yeah, again, I'll, I will definitely rewatch it, especially in time for that one. But also because I want to watch them, maybe understand well, them a bit Well, there's more. so much to pull apart in them. Like they, they are fantastic films to dissect, and I could only imagine what it would be like to study them in a class. Like, Well, it, it, it's funny you said. I, it, um, my, my parents went to see it many, many years ago, and um, my mum recalls the story as being she had to explain the entire way home, the entire plot line to my dad because he didn't pay attention to the story at all and said, just watch the special <laughs> effects. So he had no idea what the hell was going on, and she tried to talk to him about it, and he was just like, what? What? What happened? <laughs> yeah, because he just looked at the special effects. And it is the sort of movie that if you miss something, you're stuffed. Well, they pioneered the effect bullet time. Yeah, which is that fantastic kind of um, green screen, but uh, that, but, but Three, cameras 360 all the way around. 360-degree green screen. Yeah, which is awesome. Incredible and there's, yeah, there's, there's just, the, just the fact that those cameras take a photo, you know, would like milliseconds apart. Again, another reason I love the second film so much is because they actually put that technology to far better use in the second movie. Excellent. When he's battling the multiple Agent Smiths well, in the was, courtyard, like that is just phenomenal. Well, you know, there's, there's other elements of the film, you know, like, um, here's a little tangent. Inception, you know, the, the corridor fighting scenes, and we're going yep. 360 degrees around the fight and everything like Except, that. Except, you know, that was physically really yeah. shot. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly, they, which they, is fantastic. They built the corridor, they for starters. built the corridor, put it on a gimbal, and then rotated it with the actors. Which is superb. I love that sort of stuff. So cool. Yeah. We love our movies. Yes, we do. Um, and yes. speaking, yes, that's fantastic. <laughs> yes. That's fantastic. It is. We're, we're pumped for it. I'm going to go are. and rewatch and make sure I totally understand it and not fall asleep, hopefully, <laughs> um, in the later ones. Uh, no, but, um, speaking of our love of films, you were mentioning before that you've actually fallen a little bit out of love or a little bit of, you've not really had the, the mood for Bond. No, I've, I've not. And that's quite disappointing. I actually went back and rewatched... A couple of them recently, and it was good fun. I watched Skyfall and Spectre one night back to back, which was, it was cool. Lovely. But I, Cuckoo. I don't know. I've just, I want to go back and watch the old ones and I haven't had any motivation to go anywhere near any of them. Even, even to Pierce Brosnan. Well, see, I, 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 I would I just... happily start it. See, I've, I've now a couple of times started at Pierce Brosnan and watched through because that's, that for me is my, that's, that's my childhood is, is, yeah. is Pierce Brosnan. Oh, I get that. Um, so starting there. Do you think maybe after seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you kind of want to go back to the originals and have a look at what has come before? Well, I have. Like what, what was made in that well, time? No, well, I have. I certainly have. Like I've, I have watched them all. For, I think I've watched, I think I've watched all of them. Given that Doctor No came out in '62, yeah, no, I, I, um, I, I do enjoy the old ones, but I, I think that it's almost more nostalgia for me. Um, I think nostalgia is the biggest factor for for the Pierce Brosnan bonds. I don't think, mm. yeah, I got they're that. not particularly special films, if that's all that they are. You know, they're just Bond films, but with Pierce Brosnan. I think Goldeneye is special, but that's... Uh, but it's also, for, for our generation, it's very special because it spawned a fantastic video game as well, which I never played personally. Really? You never played it personally, but... Have, uh, and you've still never played Goldeneye? Like... No, I only ever played the PlayStation 3 version of Goldeneye, which they re-released as a new version of it. Oh. Yeah, so never played the original. Um... I think. No, I have never. No, that, that's true. But um, yeah, Bond. But Bond. We're speaking of Bond. Um, I think you should get back into it because we're not far from seeing a new Bond film. We're not. April 8. Oh, I can't wait. April 8. Bond wait. 25. It is. Daniel Craig's final outing in the role. I can say I'm incredibly disappointed that Danny Boyle didn't direct it because I right. always 
thought it was. It was meant to be Danny Boyle, then you had to pull out, which is... I'm disappointed so as well, but also Danny Boyle said from the beginning that when he did it, he wanted to do it with a new actor. And then he took yeah. this on anyway, and it just wasn't working. Will he come back to do it when now that... I hope. Danny but Boyle I doubt it. fantastic films, though. They're great films. Come on. Imagine if Danny Boyle, James Bond. I'm still dirty you haven't seen his newest film. Yeah, I'll go and see it. What, Transporting 2? No, Yesterday. Yesterday. The Beatles movie. That came out earlier in the year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'll, get, Danny I'll get to Boyle. it. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Oh. I will get to it. I still haven't seen Transporting 2 either. Um, but, yeah, that's fine. We'll get to it. I'll get to it. Transporting 2 is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll get to it. But, no, anyway, speaking of Bond. Bond. We finally have a title for the new film. That's what we're getting to. So we're not going to call it Bond 25 anymore. I think it can still be called Bond 25. Yeah, why not? How many films has Craig done? Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace. Skyfall. Skyfall, Spectre, this one. Yep. So he did 20 to 25. Yeah. How many did Pierce Brosnan do? He did 21 to 25. 21 to 25. Pierce Brosnan did five. He did GoldenEye, Tomorrow Never... No, he did four. He did GoldenEye, Tomorrow Never Dies, The World Is Not Enough, and Die Another Day. The the actor that has done the most is actually Roger Moore. How many did he do? Seven. Yeah. It's seven. What else is Connery did six. What else is um what else did Moore do? The Saint. It was a television series. No, it doesn't count. He started. Um he just has that. Anyway, we're you we've been um, kind of holding it off from saying it. No, the name for the new Bond film, Bond twenty five, is Drew. No time to die. Not the Drew part, just the no time to die part. Bond 25 is called, yes, as no Drew said, to No die. Time to Die. So that's cool. That's interesting. That's very different to... Um, it almost harks back to the the, um, the Brosnan days to me. Oh, even, even to the Brosnan days. I mean, yes, yes. further back. Like, it reminds me of like A View to a Kill, The Living Daylights. It, it just reminds me of um, Die Another Day. Yeah. No Time to Die, Die Another no Day. No Time to Die. Anyway, yeah, so that, that's, um, that's the new Bond film. Anyway, hey, we mentioned earlier on there was... Um, I hope they do the, you know, the thing where they say the name of the title in the movie. Oh, when they do that. Yeah, I love those moments. Imagine him just standing and turning around and, and just looking off screen, just slightly a couple of degrees off from the camera and just staring off into the distance and being like, it's no time to die. And then walking away. Is that copyright if we do that? I don't know. Sing it. I remember 10-year-old me getting super excited in the cinema and die another day when Pierce Brosnan goes, so you live to die another day, Colonel. I remember turning to mum and going, he said the thing. He said the thing. Oh, dear. So good. So good. Uh, anyway, this is, this is a little on, on this day. This is a little bit of an on this day because again, we mentioned earlier, uh, we're, well, when we were talking about, um, once upon a time in Hollywood, yes. um, how there's a little bit of, uh, poetic justice in once upon a time in Hollywood mm. and how he's done that before in other films. Of course, one that comes to mind for me is a film that turns 10 today. Yes. Yes. Well, I actually turned 10 yesterday. Uh, when I say yesterday, I mean Wednesday, today's Thursday that this is being released. Yes. Turn 10 on Wednesday. It and did. that was Inglorious Bastards, my number Woo! one. My number one. Your number one Tarantino. Tarantino film. I think 10. it's mine too, actually. It's such a good thing. Yeah, yeah it'll be my number one. It's such a good villain. It's just perfect. It's superb. And it gave us, it gave the the rest of the world Christoph Waltz. Yes, it did. Oh. Absolutely did. I can still remember the behind the scenes, an interview with... Um, with a, a Tarantino when he was talking about casting for for the, the the role and he needed someone that was fluent in English, French and German. Yep. And just no one was quite right. People could do it but they're a little bit not not very charismatic or not very mm. kind of like they weren't right. They just couldn't play that that kind of double edged sword. Yep. And then along the came Voltz into the room oh. and just Oh he's knocked just- it out of the park. That opening in the film where he's sitting just, in the farmhouse. It's the most fantastic scene because oh. it goes from so friendly in one language to so friendly in another language, but always kind of asserting the dominance. And again, the, the size of his pipe is much bigger. Is again, always just... And, and he's directing the conversation where he wants it to go. He's always yeah. just, just, just ahead and suddenly his smile disappears and all the air escapes from your body and you feel 
horrified in that moment and, and the, scared. The way he comfortably moves through the languages as well, like th- this has gotten me for 10 years, mm. is that when I remember scenes from the film, I don't remember them as he said this line and then he said this part of the line in another language. Yeah. I just remember the whole thing in English every time as if there were no sub- subtitles because it just, it, he flows yeah. so well. Well, it's like, it's like the scene, for example, when, when we're meeting... Um, this is Dominic, exactly the Dominic, scene I'm Dominic thinking of. Coco yeah. and, and let Verlang. me hear the music in yeah. it. He doesn't say that in English. He says it in Italian. But again, he's gone from speaking German yep. to then speaking English. And then... To then speaking... Italian. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. He went from speaking English. German yeah. to speaking Italian because yep. he thought they were Italian. And then just after that, speaking English. Gorlami. And then he goes, one more time, Gorlami. Dominic de Coco. Bravo. <laughs> Done. Margariti. And Let me play the, the, music. the music. Come on. Margariti. Margariti. Bravo. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. I need to rewatch that again soon now because I'm thinking of it and I love it. It's just... The, it's only the, been, what, six months since we watched it? I feel like it. The, 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 the it re- six months ago. <laughs> the rewatchability is high. It's so good. Or replayability is oh, so high. So, so good. It's been But ten years... Can you believe it's been 10 years of Inglorious Bastards? Can, and now we're at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, number nine. So, oh. you know, 10 years has done nine films. Uh, of course, I still remember the day that I went to see it and how much I didn't want to see it, but I still went and saw it anyway. I'm and, still so uh, jealous that you went to see it. And it was... I, I remember what, not wanting to watch it because the last film of his that I'd seen had been... Well, his last film had been Kill Bill Part 1 or Volume 1. And I was very not interested in that, especially because I, I was younger, but also it just was a bit... Not my volume, style. Volume one's interesting. I don't. I like volume two better. I know it's one thing, but but still, the, still it was like released in two parts. The content of part two, I mm. prefer over the content of part one. And look, I, and and therefore, I was like, nah, don't know. Mm. Don't think I want to see this. There was something else on at the time that I wanted to see, and we were very close to seeing that. But probably I, I Shark Tale. No, <laughs> I can't remember what it was. But I, I lost that. Um, I lost lost out on that. We went and saw that, and I just sat there when the credits rolled shocked at how fantastic this mm. film was and i knew it was going to be up there for a long time for me and it's still in my top 10 so, so there good. you go uh and now finally of course if you would like to be on the show and join in the conversation make sure you reach out to us on facebook instagram um soundcloud leave us a review on itunes or any other podcast send, send us a message hopefully we'll get to it eventually and uh you know how it is and yep. um we're not used to people contacting us, so it takes us a while. Yes. Uh, but, <laughs> yes, if you're on the show, you go into the very good chance of uh, winning our weekly award, and that is the Sick Kent of the Week. Of course, Woo! if you've been on it multiple times, you're less likely to win it again. In yes. fact, we you win it a second time if we can't remember if you've won it before, basically. Or if you, you know... Ask hard, <laughs> constantly, and don't rest about it. But anyway, yes, uh, <laughs> yes, our sick end of the week, and we have a special sick end of the week this week. We do because it's not anything to do with anything we've spoken about yet. No, 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 which is special for us. Normally, we just forget to come up with one and hinge it off the back of one of the tori- uh, stories that we've just spoken about. Yes, usually. This week, though, no. <laughs> this is a. Uh, it was actually sent in to us. It was uh, indeed. <laughs> which I love that term. Um, by Svenja, our German friend. Yes. Um, and this is in relation to a German amusement park, which has had to shut down a new ride. Yes. Now, this new ride, I'll describe it for you. It is uh, basically um, a little bit like something you'd see at the Easter show or any other kind of amusement parks. It's, no, it's basically sitting in it and it's the planes flying yeah, around. Yeah, the, the planes flying around. There's yeah. basically a, um, a, a central mast, which then has um, kind of a T kind of coming off of it yep. and at either either end there's a little like ball and on the end of that ball are four little aeroplane things that you can um sit in and then they spin around and the whole thing kind of moves around in multiple directions therefore giving you like the sense that you're flying up and down and yep. all over the place not staying in one spot um unfortunately though when the thing is spinning around and these this um, particular one this particular ride is spinning <laughs> around and these planes are no longer kind of just off the ground so you can climb into it yep it reveals a very difficult shape um, difficult shape particularly for germany and that is <laughs> that it's uh, <laughs> not kind of viewed in the best light it caused a lot of issues for the 
city of Berlin and for a lot of Europe and a lot of Jews in Europe. Yes. Symbol being the swastika. Of course. So the riders had to be shut down <laughs> for corrections to make this ride look different. Now, no doubt, um, I, I saw there was a, um, a news story about this yes. in which they, they referenced kind of Germans. German precision. Yeah, German precision. <laughs> I think that this actually worked in their, their, their in, in fact, it worked against them this time. Because no doubt the, the the precision took them to work out what would, was the best shape to make this thing spin in the most enjoyable way. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, they just didn't pay, pay attention to the fact that it does look like two giant swastikas spinning around in everyone's face. But yeah, well done. You are this week's Sick Kent of the Week. I mean, you wouldn't want to be on the ride waving out to many friends in the crowd, would you? With your right arm while scratching just below your nose. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine that? Oh, I can, though. <laughs> You would, especially if you knew what it looked like. Of I can course. just imagine the crowd standing below just looking up at it and going, doesn't that look like... <laughs> no, can it we, couldn't be. Can we say that? I mean, we're in Germany and we're German. We can't really say. We don't mention... Don't mention the war. Exactly. So <laughs> what does that look like? That, that looks like... What is that? Ooh. Mm. Bit, bit awkward. Mm. Anyway... Anyway, yeah. on with the show. Uh -huh. <laughs> well, not really. That's, no, not really. Th th that's all we have. Yeah. There isn't. I can hear anymore. our own personalized theme music crawling in already. Absolutely. I love, absolutely love hearing it. Oh, it just makes so me good. so nice and so happy. Um, of course, thank you very much, Drew, for being on the show as always. Yes, thank you, Phil. Thank you very much. I love being here myself. I'm sure you do. It's your room. Absolutely, it is. Anyway, until next week. Yep. Yep.